Good morning. On behalf of my family, I'd like to thank the congregation for giving us the chance to get away and take a vacation this past week. Uh, we had a really nice time being able to visit some some uh, family and friends we haven't seen in years. So we're, we're very appreciative of that time and, and very good to be back with all of you again. A couple announcements before we begin our worship. First, uh, I'm probably going to be starting a new member class again, probably within the next month or so. So I was wondering if you, if you know of anybody who's interested in maybe joining our church or at least learning more about the Lutheran Church, uh, feel free to let me know or, or call the office and let Susie know, and uh, we'll be sure to inform everyone when we'll be starting that new class. Testament reading for this, the sixth Sunday after Pentecost, is from the ninth chapter of Zechariah. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Turn to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the seventh chapter of Romans. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want. But I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want. But the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind, and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. 
Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Apostle Paul was the missionary to the Gentiles, but he had a problem. The Apostle Paul helped found dozens of Christian congregations around the Mediterranean, but he had a problem just like all of us do. The Apostle Paul was even called by Jesus Christ himself to become a Christian. But still, Paul had a problem. And here is Paul's problem, which he wrote about in Romans. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do the good I want to do. But the evil I do not want to do, that is what I keep on doing. Paul had a problem. And I think it's also the same problem we have. Paul said something today that I think we all wrestle with. We want to do good. But we often do evil and keep doing evil even when we don't want to. Paul's words could come out of all of our mouths. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, that is what I keep on doing. Have you ever found yourself in that predicament? Have you ever done the same sin over and over again? You don't want to, but you keep doing it? I bet we do sometimes. Just look at the temptations we face in our bodies. As Christians, we're called to honor God with our bodies. After all, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. But in our culture, sexual temptations are everywhere. From engaging in lusts in the flesh or engaging online with our hearts and minds. Sexual temptations are everywhere. But we Christians want to honor God with our bodies. We want to honor God with our minds and our hearts. That is the good we want to do as Christians. But the evil we don't want to do, that's what we sometimes keep doing, either in the flesh or in the heart and the mind. As Paul said, and we can say also, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do the good I want to do. But the evil I do not want to do. That is what I keep on doing. Or look at how we treat each other sometimes. I often think that maybe the easiest commandment to break is the eighth commandment. Which says we are not to slander one another. Not to speak ill of each other. And to always put the best construction on what everyone says and does. As Christians, 
We want to respect our family members and our neighbors and never say bad things about them. That is the good we should do. That is the good in Christ we should want to do. But what do we often do in reality? What is the evil we keep on doing? When it comes around family members, the evil we keep on doing is allowing anger to get the best of us. And we can say the worst things about each other. Whether that's with our parents, our siblings, our spouse, children. Families can sometimes be the cruelest to each other. And that should not be. Speaking badly of our own flesh and blood is an evil in God's sight that should not happen. But we just seem to keep doing it sometimes, even when we don't. Or when it comes to the government, we Christians should be the ones setting a shining example of paying respect to whomever our governing authorities are. We should speak well of them no matter what party they are from. But what often happens? The government and people in the government seem to become the butt of our jokes, even though it's God who put that government in place. We can easily keep doing evil in God's sight by speaking badly of our governing authorities in the cruelest of ways. Like Paul said, and we can also say, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, that is what I keep on doing. It's exhausting. Falling into the same sinful traps over and over every single day is exhausting. It can make us Christians feel tired, worn out, burned out. Paul felt worn out, and we can too sometimes. The good thing for us, God doesn't just leave us here. Good thing Jesus doesn't just sit back and watch us burn ourselves out. The Apostle Paul knew our only hope is not in ourselves. Our only hope to break the cycle of stopping the evil we keep on doing is not to focus on ourselves and not to focus on our constant failures and not to focus on our weaknesses. Instead, we should be focusing on Christ's strengths and focusing on Christ's success and focusing on Christ's work in saving us from our very selves. Jesus knew what the Apostle Paul was going through. And Jesus knows what we go through. Jesus Christ knows very well the wrestlings each and every one of us go through. And Jesus doesn't just sit back and watch you like some spectator. Today, Jesus said to the Apostle Paul, and today, Jesus spoke to you these words. Come to me, all who labor 
and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. When we keep doing the same sins again and again, that can make us feel like failures. It can make us feel weak and spiritual losers, poor Christians. And of course, we are. We have no strength in ourselves. But Christ has all the strength we could ever need. Why do you think Christ invited you to come to him and find rest? If we could keep the law on our own, we wouldn't need Jesus, would we? But we do need Jesus. Even when we know God's will for our lives, even though we strive to be holy sacrifices to Christ every day, we will still fail. Even on our best days, we will still fail. But every time we fail, Christ will succeed. He will succeed for you. And that is why Jesus is calling you to come to him and to rest in what he has done for you. When we are worn out, when we feel like spiritual losers, Jesus doesn't push you away. Not at all. That's when Jesus says to you, come to me and I will give you rest and you will find rest for your souls in me. Jesus knows we Christians are tired of doing the evil we don't want to do. Jesus does want you to fight tooth and nail against sin. But when we do sin, when we keep doing the evil we don't want to do, Jesus doesn't push you away. The exact opposite. Jesus wants you to come closer to him. He wants you to stare into his hands to see what it took to save you. His sacrifice, his whole life was given into death all for you. That can encourage us to put to death our love of sinning every single day. And when we are tired, when we are weary, Jesus doesn't tell you to just buck up and try harder. No, Jesus calls you to come to him, to lay your head on his shoulder. Jesus wants you to see that he has been carrying you your whole life and he won't stop. Jesus will keep carrying you in this life. And he will carry you all the way into the life to come. He will do it. We do need rest for our souls so much, don't we? And you have it. You have true rest because you have the rest that Jesus and Jesus alone can give you. You have Forgiveness for the evil you keep doing even when you don't want to. You can rest in Christ. You have a sacrifice that paid for every single sin we have ever done. You can rest now. And best of all, you have the resurrection of Christ that has destroyed the power death holds over all of us. Oh, now you can rest. You can finally rest in what Jesus has done for you and keeps doing for you every single day.
And he will do this for you every day of your life until that blessed day comes when he calls all of us into our heavenly rest in him. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.